Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to this edition of Veterans Corner Radio, information for and about veterans. For this Veterans Corner, host Bill Hodges welcomes William Doc Smits, Commander-in-Chief of the United States Veterans of Foreign Wars, commonly known as the VFW. Doc, as he prefers to be called, takes office during a time of great momentum for the VFW. It reached a milestone achievement of more than $8.3 billion in benefits and compensation collected from the VA on behalf of veterans and fought for the successful passage of the Blue Water Navy Vietnam Veterans Act of 2019. Through donations and corporate partnerships, the VFW has also surpassed $11 million in financial grants and $6.5 million in scholarships awarded to veterans, and is celebrating 100 years of its National Veterans Service and National Legislative Service programs, which advocate for the best possible quality of life solutions and benefits on behalf of America's veterans, service members, and military families. You'll enjoy listening to Doc and hearing about the next 100 years. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner. Remember, have a pencil and paper ready because there'll be things you're going to want to write down, phone numbers, web addresses. If at all possible, have that pencil and paper ready. Also, if there's anybody else at the house or in the car with you, make sure they listen because there's going to be information that may be helpful to the families of our veterans. And when I say families, I also mean those people who have grandfathers, fathers, cousins, uncles. You may be able to give them a piece of information to make their life better by listening to this broadcast. My guest today is the Commander-in-Chief of the Veterans of Foreign Wars. Most of us know that as VFW. He is William Doc Schmitz, and Doc gets his name from the fact that he was a corpsman with the Marine Corps, actually, most of his career. Actually, all the corpsmen are Navy, but you got to spend some time on the ground. Yeah, it was a, they took me for a lot of recreational walks in Vietnam. <laughs> Fortunately, I was in B-52s. I never had to walk very far, maybe from the launch truck to the airplane, but that was it. Oh, that worked. <laughs> Doc, let's talk about the VFW. I know you're very proud of it. We talked a little bit of off the air. What mm-hmm. is the mission of the VFW? Well, we first of all, we've got 1.6 million members and auxiliary members to help us with our mission. And our main mission, when we first started years and years ago, before I was even thought of, was basically the veterans and their families weren't getting things that they were, they should have been entitled to, like education care for their disabilities their military uh, uh, as a result of their military service and we got in with both feet and we're here to help our community which we all came from 
and help the families of veterans and veterans get what they're entitled to and make sure everybody's okay. We've got a great post down here in Ruskin, Florida, that's just a wonderful bunch of guys and gals. And mm -hmm. every year they put on probably one of the nicest parades that there is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the amount of stuff we do in the community is, for example, $44 million was donated to community service projects throughout the, throughout the world. We have posts in Japan, uh, in Europe stuff like that. And we do community stuff. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I read where you have the most combat veterans of any organization. Yeah, we're the largest combat organization on the face of the earth. Yep. And that's part of the criteria for having been a member of the VFW. Would you tell us? I know <laughs> everybody went over my DD-214 with a fine-tooth comb and yep. tried to figure out if I could be a member because I wanted to. And they said, Bill, you just don't qualify. So yeah. what are the qualifications to be a part of the VFW? Well, basically, everybody can check by going on our national website under membership, vfw.org, and it'll, it breaks it all down to what ribbons you received in relation to combat action ribbon, Purple Heart, Vietnam service ribbons, that type of stuff like that. Uh, it's quite broad and, well, Unfortunately, it, uh, World War Tours are on the way out the door. That's qualified, too. And it also it speaks to the historical uh, qualifications, too, in relation to such and such war, uh, Pacific regions, et cetera, et cetera, way back in World War One. You know, you are in a very interesting position as the president right now of the VFW. Mm -hmm. You are the president that starts and charts the course for the second century of the VFW. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic position to be in. Yeah. You know, in this commander-in-chief of the VFW, it, it gives you the opportunity to find other people like yourself that are hands-on doers that started off at the post. I mean, I started off at the post washing dishes on Friday fish fry night, and it was a good thing in volunteering to, to bury our dead and do the rituals and things like that. And I get to shop around and try and find other people like myself that are into helping people out and help them get started and move up the food chain for more responsibility and the opportunity to get involved more in doing things to help people. You've got a good auxiliary operation going with the VFW also. Oh, they're tough. You don't want to, you don't want to take them, <laughs> on, you want them on your side, that's for sure. I know every year I do a broadcast with the parade and I talk to the commanders who go out every year. We get a new commander. And the first thing they tell us is, no, 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 go to the auxiliary. There's one lady there who takes care of everything, and mm -hmm. I just do what I'm told. Yeah, well, it, that might be a good interview for you down the road to, to tap into the auxiliary. They'd be more than happy to talk to you and shoot the breeze about the, the stuff that they do. Um, I think it's a great idea. We'll do that. You know, you go back to September 29th, 1899 in Columbus, Ohio, yep. where you were formed. That's a long time ago. I did not realize the VFW was that old an organization. You're just oh, yeah. a few months younger than what the American Legion is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there, was a, there was a call at the time uh, when the veterans and their families were not being taken care of by um, our government. And we are our government. So we had to, uh, shall we say, get their attention. 
Well, we you know, I, I think we still need to do that on a regular basis. Matter of fact, we have an office in Washington, D.C. Our main building there in D.C. is across the street from the congressional building. You literally walk across the street and walk in the side door of Congress. Wow. That makes oh, yeah. it pretty close. Oh, yeah. We're in there a lot. Do you work hand-in-hand with other veterans organizations? Definitely. We have a gentleman named B.J. Lawrence, who's a, the a director down in the D.C. office, and he meets on a regular basis with the VA uh, secretaries and also with congressional and senatorial people, uh, and we have an entire staff that are devoted to working on legislation to help change the laws, to make things better, et cetera, et cetera. I know that I was talking with Congressman Bill Arrakis recently, and he was talking about the burn pit bill and several others, and he mentioned that you and the American Legion were really in there helping him. Oh, yeah. You know, let's face it. We got 1.6 million votes. That's a lot of votes, especially <laughs> when they can be directed in one life. You know, 1.6 million votes scattered around the country isn't that many, but if you take a well, like a magnifying glass and magnify the sun down into a small spot, mm-hmm. it can make a big difference. Oh, yeah. And, and we're not only in the D.C. area legislating. The different departments or states, they have specific legislative groups that work on state legislations and also county legislations. If your state has counties and stuff like that, depending on how it's divided up, they work grassroots right in there. Let's talk a little bit about VSOs. And for those of you that don't know what that means, that's a veteran service officer. And several organizations have one. Until recently, I did not realize that VFW had veteran service officers also. Oh, we have, we have some of the best training that, that's, that's on the face of the earth for these guys and gals that are service officers. Last year alone, we got 108,000 claims in for veterans. For example, we have pre-discharge claims officers. We have 15,000 plus of those throughout the area, and they got $136 million in pre-discharge claims. You know, this is the thing that bothers me. I, I got out of the military a lot of years ago, and at the time, I had a problem with my back. Mm-hmm. And the doctor, as, as I was getting out, I mentioned that to him. He said, no, 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 don't, don't put that on your records because you'll never get a job. Uh, yeah. So, so he didn't put it on my records. And he was right at the time. It was a different mm-hmm. time. If you went into a company, and I worked in industrial relations, you went into a company and said you had a back problem, they're not going to hire you. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. these young I- people coming out now, I, I like the idea of having somebody there as they're coming out the door saying, wait a minute, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've got to clarify is that 15,000 was the, the number of discharge claims, not the, not the individuals who, who helped them file the claims. There's 25 of those that are scattered on different military bases throughout the United States for pre-discharge offices. I think that's a fabulous idea. I I hadn't heard that before. And it's, you know, with these programs, I learn as much as my audience does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing, and it's, it's one, of the, one of the common things that the veterans usually say is, well, you know, save this for the guys and gals that are missing an arm or a leg. I yes. don't need them. But in actuality, if you file a claim and you go one time a year, just one time a year to a Veterans Administration hospital, they get that credit in their budget for that year. 
So what you're doing is you are directly impacting the guys and gals that have it worse off than you do by going to the VA just one time for a flu shot or seeing a health professional once a year, money goes into that budget for that VA. That's a good point. I'll use that when I'm talking to my vets who say, well, you know, I don't want to go there, as you point out. But the VA has been very good to me. They've been extremely sure. good. I couldn't ask for any world-class service that I'd mm -hmm. be better than what I've already gotten. Oh, yeah. For, for people that are in need of advocacy on whatever disability, we might be talking to somebody who's been out of the military for 50 years, but all of a sudden, this problem pops up. Your people will help them file whatever claims or explain to them what their benefits are, correct? That's correct. And you can go on our website, and on our website, you can connect with a, with a VSO, Veteran Service Officer, and you know what it's going to cost you? The time it takes you to make that contact, we do not and will not charge any money for helping a veteran or family member of the veteran file the paperwork. You know, that's become a cottage industry by some lawyers. Yeah. Going to file a flame that you could file or that the Legion would file or that the disabled American veterans would file for nothing. Yeah. And then they yeah. take a percentage of everything they get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not needed. And it's kind of one of these things. You can even file your own claim, but you can also do your own heart surgery too. But I wouldn't recommend <laughs> yeah. So go to, go to somebody who's trained in that stuff because they know how to write it up how not to write it up, what to say, how to phrase it correctly to explain what it is. For example, one guy, one time he went, he went to get checked out for, uh, for PTSD, and, uh, and he didn't get it. And I said to him, I said, he was a tunnel rat in Vietnam. I said, oh. hey, did they ask you how you slept? And he goes, well, yeah. I said, what'd you tell him? And he said, well, I told him I slept okay. I said, do you get eight hours of sleep a night or six hours? Well, no, I wake up all night. But he, what he was saying, for him, it's okay. That's the way he is, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. it. But, you know, I've, yeah. I've had back pain for a lot of years, and they say, mm -hmm. how is your back? And I said, about the same as it was. Okay. <laughs> Maybe how to be more specific. Let's talk quickly about your programs you have for giving scholarships. Oh, my God, yes. Well, we have a Voice of Democracy program in a patriotics pen program. The Voice of Democracy program is like a recorded thing that a student would do in high school. And we had 64,000 entries to compete with that. And it's judged at a post level and a district level, a state level, and then the winners go to national from each state. We have the patriotic pen, 164,000 plus kids, younger kids, which is a, like a written essay, competed for that and it's the same stuff and with that they went they win thousands of dollars all the way up through the food chain like at the post they might win 200 500 bucks maybe then it goes to the state level they might be you know 500 to a thousand then it goes to the national level and they could win up to ten thousand dollars or more wow that's great my guest yeah. today is william doc schmitz He's the commander-in-chief of the VFW here nationally around the whole globe, I understand, yeah. with all the things. I'll give you a second or two to finish up because we're running out of time. Yep. Doc, is There's there no anything? Yes, there is. There's one thing I was asked uh, to say, how do you, you know, what do you do uh, on Memorial Day to remember the, the ones that have passed? And I tell them that the veterans are like library books. When you go to the gravesite, all you see is the cover on the book. You don't get the story. So right. what I'd, re I'd recommend to every veteran is find somebody who you can tell a story about a veteran who's passed 
Tell them what you know about John or Susie and how they lived their life, not how they died, but how they lived, what they accomplished, what they were able to do, how they were a friend or a mentor. Because once, once the story is done, you really truly are dead. What a wonderful thought. Doc, I'm so happy you came on the show. Would you come back and be with me again? I'd be happy to do that. I'd like to thank you personally for doing what you do to get the message out about veterans and what's going on and, and helping them. That's a good well, thing one last One last thank you, Terrence Hayes, your representative. Yep, Washington office. Good man. He's just a great guy, and I so appreciate all his help. Ladies and oh, yeah. gentlemen, I've had William Doc Schmitz on the program with me today, Commander-in-Chief of the VFW. Thank you, Doc, for being with us. Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell you so, so often because you are, you know. And we'll catch you again on Veterans Corner. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Here's a quick final thought. If you're enjoying these podcasts, why not take a minute to subscribe or mark Veterans Corner Radio as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be set to be among the first to find out when new podcasts are published. And thanks again for listening to Veterans Corner Radio.